Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together. Well, here we are on Blog Talk Radio Tuesday night, and uh, we are having slight technical difficulties because my studio is not working yet. There we go. Okay. Um, We are going to uh, be calling an old friend of mine, Scott Ross, in New York. Now, if I can get this right, we will be having a wonderful conversation in just a minute with him. How is everybody tonight? Yes, it's blog talk radio time. And uh, I think I may have, I may have Scott. Scott, hi, this is yes. John. How are you doing? Okay, thanks. Okay, I'm sorry I got a, got you a little bit late, but a uh, few technical difficulties, but I think we're we're on track and we're ready to go. Um, okay. Welcome to welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Scott, we've been talking um, for the last few weeks, I had Barry McGuire uh, on a couple weeks ago, uh, Paul Clark. I had Nancy Honeytree. I think you are familiar with those names. Um, and we've been talking about uh, the, the, the early 70s and the Jesus movement, not just for nostalgia's sake, but to find out what was unique about those times that we can learn something from today and uh and and what do some of those same themes mean in our culture today so uh, scott i just uh, i know you've been been at this for a long long time you were one of the first people i ever uh ran in touch with who was doing something with 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 music and the thing that I loved about what you were doing with the Scott Ross show is that uh if I if I remember correctly you were on secular radio stations isn't that right and you were playing basically secular songs but you were pulling christian themes out of them have I got that right yeah that's right that's right um, you got it right Tell me what. <laughs> tell me what what got you started there. Now I know you began as a DJ, and and I know that you hobnobbed with some of the, uh, you know, the the Stones and Bob Dylan, and and uh, you were master of ceremonies of one of the Beatles concerts at Shea Stadium. So quite an auspicious beginning. Um, what happened, and uh, to your life? And how did 
how did you meet the Lord and what did that do to, to change the scene for you? Well, I originally came to the Lord when I was a kid and I lived in Scotland. My dad was in ministry. Uh, we came to America, a uh, long story, but um, I reached a point in my life where I just didn't feel that uh, walking with the Lord any longer was something I wanted to do. And I basically uh, caught up in the culture and lifestyle, mm -hmm. peer pressure, a lot of it. And then uh, moved to New York from Maryland, where I was living at the time, and uh, got involved. I was involved with drugs for a while and grass and LSD. And um, and then uh, went through a whole process. It was I call my prodigal years. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then through uh, an encounter with the Lord, uh, that was very dramatic uh, while I was still in New York City, and I made my a commitment back to Jesus and and started walking to the Lord again. Um, got married. Nedra was in a group called the Ronettes. They had a number of hits, and she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Will be my baby, baby. I love you. Walking in the Rain Chapel of Love, all that. And um, they toured. They toured with the Beatles, and. Um, uh, and she came to the Lord as well, and uh, then I met Pat Robertson, uh, who's still around, and uh, he, he had started the Christian Broadcasting Network, and uh, he asked me to come and join him, and the network at that time broadcast down the street and around the block, and it wasn't much of a network, but mm -hmm. it's still here after all these years, and we're in many, many countries and so forth. Um, but back then, uh, I was frustrated uh, in the Christian world. I just couldn't relate to it. Um, it. It just was a very foreign environment for me. And um, so through prayer and a number of circumstances, I started playing rock and roll music on this Christian station that belonged to CBN, and the people went nuts. They couldn't take that. Thought it was <laughs> demonic and everything else. So uh, then CBN was given five radio stations in upstate New York, and I had a real desire to, to get involved with that, and I had an idea for format, which was playing the music and talking about Jesus. And we were in Ithaca, New York, and that's right next to Cornell University. And I started taking phone calls. People would call in. I'd talk with them uh, and confront them and argue with them and so forth. But then people came, started coming to the Lord and giving their lives to the Lord. And um, uh, that led to what became the Scott Ross Show that was playing the rock music, syndicating it to rock and roll stations, and talking about Jesus. So I phased yeah. out of CBN, and uh, and the Scott Ross Show just took off. It was uh, very successful. We ended up on about 180 stations, 185 stations in the United States and a number of foreign countries, uh, ships at sea, military, all that. So that's how all that evolved. Wow. Wow. 
Now, the Scott Ross show, though, you were playing basically secular music. Is that right? Did you mix yep. some Christian music in there, or was Christian music even happening yet? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening yet. It was, uh, you know, a lot of yeah. choirs and bird, bird whistles and organs and so forth. Uh, no, there wasn't much around. Uh, so that's I just stuck with the with the, the rock music that that was saying something or asking questions or making statements in yeah. various ways, and uh, and then Christian music began to evolve. Uh, there was a guy named Ray Hillebrand that had been he had had a hit uh, called Hey Paula that was uh, a big hit for him with Paul and Paula on <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> That was on. That was just a secular rock song, and uh, but then uh-huh. he gave his life to the Lord, and he, and he started recording Christian music. It was one of the early Christian albums, and another guy, Ralph Carmichael, produced a lot right. of records for artists, and he put out an album that was it was semi pop. Well, I started playing that, and I and I I'd, I'd play anything I could find that that I thought had something to say. And more and more, uh, uh, people, individuals were giving their lives to the Lord. And as they did, musicians, as they did, they recorded songs about Jesus. So then Christian rock, it was not called that then. We don't know what we call it. But, but it, it started evolving yeah, and coming. Jesus music. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's what happened, I think. That was when some I heard your, some of your songs, your records, and we played those. Right. So, uh, yeah, it it was uh, an evolving process. It took a while, but it happened. Yeah. Well, you were way ahead of the game, Scott. I always felt that um, what you did with the Scott Ross show by taking secular music and and then wrapping it around spiritual themes uh, was right. was just fantastic. And I've always felt like that could still be done. Don't you think that can still be done today? Oh, yeah. You Now with the Internet and streaming and all of that business, sure, you could do that. Uh, and, there's a, there, of course, the music's available now, the, the Christian music. Mm-hmm. I'm not abreast of all of it anymore I, I i just don't i just don't keep up with it but i know there's plenty yeah. of uh, music there that could be used uh so and i'm i'm not much i'm not much into rap or or or, or you know grunge or any of that I'm, i've always wondered if 20 years from now are people going to be rapping by candlelight i don't know <laughs> yeah well you know, I I've just I I've loved that model because I think right. I think it's a great it's a great model for Christians to be involved in the world, um, and yet yep. yet you know listening carefully and um, pulling out that in a way it's almost what Paul says in Ephesians you know you 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 whatever whatever is good and of good report whatever is uh, you know worthy. Um, you know, a praise, you know, think on these things. A lot of people sometimes right. think that verse means stay away from secular things, but I've always felt like that verse tells you how to 
appreciate secular things by finding that which is true. And you were able to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's all, I mean, we're living in the real world or the unreal world or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, I'm, I've always had a heart for that, a heart for the people. I, there was one salient example of that when Nedra was inducted, my, Nedra, my wife, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall yep. of Fame as one of the Ronettes. And I, I stood in Waldorf Astoria where the event was being held, and there was we were there with uh, Keith Richard of the Stones, and it was uh, Robbie Rod, Robertson of the band, and uh, uh, many, you know, uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, I, I mean, there were people, Susan Sarandon was sitting at our table. And I, I just sat there and wept because they knew very little or know very little about Jesus as we know him. Uh, you mm-hmm. can get into discussions about Christianity. Uh, that gets off into a whole tangent. But you have to make a distinction between Christianity as a system and Jesus as a person. Yeah. Uh, a number yeah. of years ago, I was in I was in uh, uh, St. Paul de Vence, and I was in, uh, uh, in, in over in France with uh, Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones, who's a friend of mine, and, and it was before Bill left the group. And uh, Ringo Starr at dinner with his b- wife, Barbara Bach, and this is in Monte Carlo. So we're sitting at the table and get into this conversation, and uh, and Ringo knew my wife, knew Nedra, and so did Bill. But the conversation came around to 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 how I'd made a commitment to the Lord. They knew nothing. They knew nothing about Jesus as a person, and it it wow. just it it do a number on you. I mean, we're supposed to be salt and light and all that business. So being huddled off somewhere in some Christian environment. Is not my idea of being salt and light to the world. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, don't you think that was what was unique about those years is that, you know, we called it the Jesus movement. You were on the East Coast. I was on the West Coast. But did you see it happen? Did you you feel a groundswell of happening and that, that people were turning to Jesus in large numbers, maybe rejecting the church, but turning to Jesus? Oh, sure. We were in Time Magazine, uh, you know, with things we were doing at the time, including the Scott Ross Show. And I started mm-hmm. a church in a barn in upstate New York, and we call it Love In, L-O-V-E-I-N-N. And it's still there today. Uh, Whoa. It, it, uh, we, were, we were relating to uh, the students at Cornell, uh, Ithaca College, Syracuse University, Rochester uh, all all the universities in upstate New York, and and what at that time was counterculture, evolved into what the media called the baby boomers, and um, so uh, we had a massive massive uh, move of of God. Uh, had a rock and roll band. A lot of people may know Phil Kagi in the Christian world. Yeah, Kagi is you know an incredible guitarist. We traveled around the country doing concerts. A guy back then who's now gone to be with the Lord, Larry Norman, who was also a forerunner in Jesus music at the time. but uh, And he was very unique. But we would go into all kinds of environments, including bars and, uh, uh, and concerts and all sorts of scenes. And people would come to the Lord in droves. 
uh, I mean, high schools, colleges, whatever. Wherever people were, we went. And we saw grapefruit, a lot of fruit from that. Not grape fruit, know. but great. Yeah, great. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so, Scott, it, tell me, is it is it still all about Jesus? We we haven't we haven't uh, outgrown Jesus, have we? Uh, not unless he moved. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I mean I have my times, you know, where I had my tests and trials and questions and doubts and fears and anxieties, mm-hmm. but it hadn't affected the Lord at all. Uh, I just need to adjust my own life to Him, uh, and um, we're still doing that today. You know, we're in nations all over the world with CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network, 700 Club, and uh, but we don't just uh, broadcast on. Christian facilities. We we broadcast in all kinds of environments and all kinds of countries and and, and cultures. So uh, yeah. no, Jesus is Jesus is fine. <laughs> yeah, he he sure is. And and uh, you know I I've I've been curious to to watch you uh, continue your career with. Uh, with CBN and and Pat right. and 700 Club and all that, uh, because uh, you know I I don't think I see you as necessarily lining up with these guys on on every on, on every level. Um, someone wrote an article about you in, in 1995 called "Left Wing Jesus Freak," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, the 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 point of the point of the article being, you know, you, you, you it's a, in a fundamentalist right-wing kind of environment, you just don't seem to quite fit. And yet you have, you have maintained, you know, there's some things they brought up in the article, you know, uh, for instance, uh, the, the assassination of Martin Luther King and, and the way you talked about that on the radio and the way a lot of Christians at that time were saying that, well, this is really, he deserved it, you know, uh, awful things like that. And then also the whole issue with guns, you just really felt like that wasn't, how do you do that? How do you square that away with the gospel of Jesus? And so you've, you know, you've stuck your neck out there and, uh, and you're still there. How how does that work? (laughs) Well, other than the unmerited favor of God, and this is what he wants me to do, and uh, the graciousness of Pat Robertson, who is just giving me the latitude to to do the things that I felt God was telling me to do. Uh, I, I don't align myself with his politics. Uh, I don't align myself with, well, even as we are recording this, it was just a debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And uh, right, I, I, you know, and I, I think many people feel that Donald Trump is John the Baptist, and Jesus will be back any minute. Um, I hardly agree with that, um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not promoting Hillary either. I, it's a real dilemma for me. Uh, so right. I have to, I have to think about that. I was, I, I keep telling people, I was born and raised in Scotland. Uh, if this keeps up in America, I'm moving back to Scotland and live under a monarchy. Uh, it, it's just, it, 
I I just um, I just have to hear the Lord as I understand that in reading the Scripture in prayer and uh, and, and and try to obey Him. That gets you in trouble, you know. Uh, but what, what Jesus said at the beginning of our journey with Him, He says, "Deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and then walk with Me." Mm-hmm. So that's uh, a challenge, and I. I, you know, I've had I wrestled with the Lord many, many times about things He's asked me to do, but ultimately the bottom line is I have to obey Him. As I, I, I hear Him telling me to do things, yeah. and I think I've heard Him. Now, there's many times I thought yeah. I heard God and it wasn't God, and you know, but I made my mistakes over the years. But the bottom line is it's personal integrity and your own conscience before the Lord and obeying Him, uh, and that's not always easy, but that's what I, I, I need to do and continue and will continue to do until he's finished with me here. So no, I'm so glad to hear that. I really am. And, and actually I, I, I my hat's off to Pat Robertson. I, I think that's great yeah. that, that he yeah. allows you um, the, to be a part of the camp, you know, and uh, that's, that's a strength. That's, uh, that's a really strong strength. I, I know I, I wrote a column for CCM magazine for 23 years and uh you know John Still was the publisher and there were times when my column would pretty much uh, disagree with much of the magazine and uh right but uh, John just let me keep writing because because he wanted that you know and I I think that's right. That's a rare thing, but that's really what we need in the body of Christ. We need thinkers, and we need people to allow us to 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 be all over the map on an issue. As long as we agree on Jesus, you know, there we're going to have to disagree on some other things. Oh yeah, and I think that that's strong. Right. That that makes it. And that, that makes it. Go ahead. No, I was just just going to say that uh, maybe it's because it's the heat of the moment with all this political stuff going on. But those are arguments we had years ago. And I said, well, you know, uh, Jesus isn't Republican. He isn't a Democrat. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, you, you just because you you know believe that this person that you're voting for is um, the one you should vote for. Uh, doesn't make the Lord a Republican or a Democrat. It just ha- you have to hear what God's telling you to do, and in good That's conscience, right. then, then you can vote. If you can't vote, write in a vote. If you can't write in a vote, then then it's between you and the Lord. I, 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 you can't you can't jam that down anyone's throat. You just can't can't do it. And right. people have for right. years. That was the, when I was started the Scott Ross show. Uh, people said it was demonic. And then after after I I left the show, people said, "Well, you shouldn't leave. That's not God." So you somewhere in between <laughs> there, I did something. Right. <laughs> well, I just admire you for that you stuck to to uh, your conscience and and your love for the Lord, and and uh, that's great. I, you know, I my my last question has to do with something we've been doing a lot of thinking about lately and that is um we've kind of found a, a strange connection between 
our generation, which would be, you know, you and I call, would be a part of the boomers, I would say. And uh, um, the, the, the new generation of, or of millennials, uh, you know, 18 to 25, apparently there's a lot of connecting going on between those two groups. I mean, there's even been some sociological studies, nothing to do with religion at all that, says that uh, millennials and boomers have have these strange connections. They like the same things. They, you know, the millennials want to go back to the music of the seventies. They they find some, you know, they're 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 getting into vinyl again. <laughs> they they feel like yeah. certain things are real. You know, this is more real to them than uh, than the plastic stuff. And and I, I just I, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, boy, you know. I wonder if if it's if if it's time for the the same message of the the Jesus movement um, to grab hold of, of this younger generation and maybe make may, maybe make a difference. I know it wouldn't that wouldn't be exactly the same, but but I, I just feel like they might be open these days. What did you sense well, any of that? Yeah, I think it, it's certainly needed. Uh, and when it happened for us back those years in the <clears throat> excuse me, sixties and seventies, uh, it was a supernatural act of God. I mean, God just visited right. uh, us and 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 visited people where they were, found them where they were, and uh, and and made the counterculture a kingdom culture. Um, I, I think today, if that happens for the baby, for the, the millennials, uh, it's certainly needed, and um, I'll, I'll, I encourage it. I pray for them. I pray for us. I pray for this country, um, and and pray that the Lord would visit us. That would be an act of God's mercy, God's grace, and if he if he decides to do that, he has my permission. <laughs> well. That's fabulous. That would be that would be great, Scott. Uh, finally, I you know I understand you. Uh, I just want to thank the Lord that you're with us. I know you've been through some difficult health issues lately, but uh, your voice sounds strong and and uh, you're still at it. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it was miraculous. I had cancer. Yeah, well, I'm feeling relatively well. I'm just getting my strength back. It was a, a bout with cancer, a fourth stage cancer under my tongue, uh, uh, and it's interesting wow. because I'd said I had I think about twelve doctors, and I said to one of them, I said, if all this prayer and uh, medical care and everything that you guys supplied me hadn't worked, what what would we have done? What was Plan B? And they said we'd have to cut your tongue out. Now I thought that was interesting. Uh, I said, "Well, you know, that there you are. You know, I've been called to, I guess, to be a voice in in some ways yeah. and over the years with television, various ways, and um, speaking, and cut my tongue out. It made me very difficult to talk about the Lord. So anyway, uh, the upshot was that God healed me, and between God doing that and uh, some good doctors." I'm still around and still talking to you. So there we are. So the Lord has uh, something for me to do. And maybe it's just so I can be around to do this with you just now, John. That's it. Now I can go be with the Lord. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, Scott, this has been a privilege. It really has. And I, I am glad you still have your tongue and you still have your voice. Yeah. And uh, yes, I, we will be praying for you and uh, praying that, that your voice will continue to uh, draw people to the good news of Jesus. Thank you so much you, for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for asking. You bet. All right. Take care. Well, okay, there you bye-bye. have it, folks. Bye-bye. That's, that's Scott Ross, everybody, from New York. Uh, one of the first people to, to to start finding out Jesus was doing incredible things in 1968, and uh, that was a great that was a great talk. So uh, we we keep praying, we keep hoping in a new in a new development. We we, we just want to keep focusing in on Jesus. He's the one. He's always the one. It's, it's, uh, it's not an institution. It's not a subculture. It's, it's Jesus. And as we get to know him, it's not a religion. It's Jesus. So um, God bless you all, folks. Uh, join us next Tuesday. We're learning a lot uh, about stuff that's still coming around. So uh, God bless everybody. Take care. See you on the cast.